Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Garage 118. My name is Mark and before we get into episode 4, I just wanted to talk about a guest that's going to be joining us soon. We're going to be having Viga on. Her name is Viga Speed on Instagram. She is a uh, car industry influencer who loves her X6, posts about it all the time, and is quite big in the BMW community in the UK. She is a wonderful, wonderful person, and we had her on the BMW pod. She was great. We're going to have her on Garage 118 on Tuesday. Uh, we can't wait, so look out for that. Okay, so moving on to today's just short, short episode about picking a car. This should be obvious to most people, but it probably isn't. No shame. Um... When you pick a car, when, when you decide that you want to buy a car, the first step that most people do is they go to dealerships, right? They get an idea. Oh, I want a luxury car. So they just go to Volvo, Mercedes, Audi, BMW, Alfa Romeo, maybe. And uh, maybe they go to like Buick and the other luxury American brands if they, if they so choose, right? Um, and they just drive everything, right? They drive everything in the comparison list. They drive everything and then they make their decision, maybe based on that, maybe based on deal. This is a bad choice. Don't do that. Do your research first. Now, doing your research doesn't mean reading one review. Read six reviews. Read Car and Driver. Read Road and Track. Read literally everything. Watch Matt Farah's video. Watch Doug DeMuro's video. Watch, uh, or well, read the Consumer Reports review. Read the random YouTuber that you've never seen review. Watch and take in as much content as you can about these vehicles and about the vehicles that are of interest to you. And look on the recommended, right? For the GLC 63 AMG, what's recommended? Is the Stelvio Quadrifoglio recommended? Did you even know that existed? And if you didn't, well, now you do. And now you can watch the Straight Pipes video and you can actually make an opinion on that. And uh, now you can find out some more about it and go down a rabbit hole. So that's the first thing. Watch reviews, watch videos, watch pod, listen to podcasts. Do your diligence, but really do it. Put a couple hours when you have some free time into it. This is a huge purchase and you should treat it with way, way, way more reverence than going to a dealership and hoping somebody actually helps you and doesn't just steer you into buying the, a car now. The next thing is this. Driving a car is not research enough. A test drive is a great way to learn if you'd like a car um, from a superficial standpoint. But I can tell you now that unless your test drive lasts eight hours long, even then, not really, you didn't learn enough about the car to make a decision on it. You need to combine the test drive with, with hours of diligent research on the vehicle you're looking in, you're looking at rather, with a test drive, and then maybe another test drive at a different dealership. And then, and then you have enough information to make an informed decision. But that's not the, that's not actually the end of it. Because you need to do that with more than one car, right? Because you might drive, for instance, a 750i. And the 750i is a very comfortable car. It's a great car. Um, but if you drive a Lexus right after, 
a Lexus LS, or even a Mercedes S560, one of those cars is faster than the other. But one, both two of those cars are more comfortable than the other. And one of those cars has really bad infotainment, right? So it's not just as easy as saying, well, I really like the 7 or I really like the Lexus. You have to put a lot of research into it. If you do enough research on these three cars, you'll know that the Lexus has terribly unusable entertainment or infotainment. It's cheaper than the other two, but it has a lot of drawback. The Lexus and the Mercedes have amazing suspension, and the BMW is a little more sporty. The BMW has, in my opinion, the best technology on the inside, but it doesn't have that balance that the Mercedes has. I think the Mercedes is the better car in this segment, even though I would get the 7. It's better for luxury-focused clients, which typically are looking at those higher-end large saloons. That was a really complicated way to say, doing your research will save you a lot of hassle in actually making this decision. You, the test drive that you take at a dealership often is in hopes, especially for fancier cars. The test drive is in the when you go on a test drive, the hope that those those dealership employees have is that you are wowed and blown away and you have such an emotional reaction and connection to the car that you don't think about it and you say, yes, this is the one I want. I'm going to buy it now. That's what they want. They want this. They want you to not think about it anymore. Once you drive it, you want to be, they want you so excited that you sign papers and go. Um, and that does happen. It certainly does happen. And so making a decision and making an informed decision is really important. Now, money and other things are certainly important. Uh, they are absolutely uh, things to consider. So I, I don't want to pretend that there's nothing other than just picking the car that's perfect for you. Um, but it's really important that you put your due diligence and do research. Don't do it in a night. Do it in a week. If you need a car tomorrow, that's different. But do it in a week. Give yourself time and do your best to actually get the information you need out of the resources that are there. There's so much good information on the internet and there are a lot of places that just give you the facts. They don't they don't do any like special analysis of it. They just give you the facts and they tell you if you like this, you'll love that. And they're very honest and open. I urge you. I urge you to do your research before you test drive 17 cars. It'll save you time, it'll save the dealership's time, and it'll make everything smoother. Now, once you do select a car, so let's say you've you've said you've you've gone online and, and you absolutely cannot narrow it down between BMW M3 and Mercedes C63S. You just you don't know what you want. Do you want a compact M3 or C63S? You don't know yet. Um, you know, you, you understand what uh, what the articles say, but you're just you're not sure if you want the Mercedes or you want the BMW. And you get in it, you get in the M3, and you start driving, and you love it. It's great. The car's balanced. It holds corners. It's got plenty of power. 
it makes some good noises and it's got it's got iDrive, it's got Apple CarPlay. It's great. It's an M3 F80 in this case. And then you're like this is the one I want. So you buy it, right? Well, what would have happened, right? And then and then next week your your buddy lets you drive his C63S. He turns it on on a cold morning and you hear the V8 and it's over. That's it. Had you actually driven the C63S, you would have known that. You would, you would, it would, the reality would still be that the BMW is the more balanced car. It is dynamically better. However, that may not matter to you. You don't drive on the track. You just want a car for fun. And you want this car to drive every day and you want it to make the best noise possible. You want it to sound amazing and, and you should have got the Mercedes. But you didn't because you didn't put the effort into actually driving them both. Unless you have super defined tastes in specific things, doing your research first saves time, money, and honestly a lot of headache uh, by actually doing the research, right? You narrowed it down. Once you've narrowed it down, then you need to put time in the seat, right? So you can't just stop at the research phase right? The research phase, once that's over, then you get into the driving phase. And once you've driven the two cars, don't do anything immediately, right? Don't say, well, I want this Mercedes right now. Don't do that. Think about it. Come back in a day, right? In one day, you'll, you'll have thought about it. You'll have been separated from the immediate emotion of the experience and say, oh, well, and then just ask yourself the question, which do I like more, the C63S or the M3, uh, M3 competition, I guess. And for me, had I done that, I would say, oh, I want the M3. Um, but maybe for you, you want the C63S. You want the one with the loud exhaust. You want the one with the burnouts. You want the one with the character. And you would have known if you had driven them both. But on the other side of that, if you're not doing any research, Maybe you just got straight to the test drive phase and you drive them both and you like them, right? You like them, but you don't really care about the power, right? You just want a sporty sedan. Maybe an M340 or a C43S would have been better. Or sorry, C43 Formatic would have been better. I don't know. I have no way. I have no way to know that. Nor do you, right? You need to put the research in to find what the car you you you're trying to find actually is. Not all cars in one segment are the same, and not all experiences can be defined by their position on a tier list, right? The C43 isn't necessarily worse than a C63 or better than a C300. They're cars for different people. You shouldn't just get the bigger engine because you can afford it that doesn't make sense get the bigger engine because you want a bigger engine get the bigger engine because you like the way v8 sound get the m3 because you want a race car it's there's specific things right and don't fall into the trap where you just buy the most expensive thing if you do your research do your diligence you will absolutely land on the right car every time but if you just make an emotional decision you'll end up spending more 
and you may end up in the wrong car, especially if you end up leasing a car and you're just sort of trapped. Um, so I just rambled for like 12 minutes about that. I know I just said the same thing in six different ways, but it really is important. Um, learning, learning how to select the right car for you, uh, is, is really important and really, uh, really helpful if you're the kind of person who need, just buys one car and you just keep it for three years or five, 10, whatever. Um, if you're not the kind of person who constantly gets new cars, right? If you're the kind of person who just wants a new car all the time, well, that's different. You 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 know the inherent risks that come with that. You're you're deliberately making emotional decisions every six months because you want to, and that's fine. Um, but that's my two cents. Um, we're gonna have more conversations about buying cars, uh, but I think that this is uh, this is the most important thing that I wanted to say because I just I see so many people doing this the wrong way when they really can't afford to. Um, you don't need to be in the wrong car. You don't need to ever lose money on being in the wrong car. Um, you just need to put more legwork into actually researching. Um, and it's a trap that we've all fallen into. Uh, me too. I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoyed episode four of Garage 118. I'm Mark and have a nice day.